Welcome to the Tibby Tabby Sports Cricket World Cup podcast. This is episode four. And once again, you're with the same people who were here last time. Uh, how are things with you there in New York, uh, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> what have you been up to today? I uh, went out to the, um, the TWA hotel at uh, JFK, actually, because I'm going to write something about it. Oh, yes. What are you going to write about? Uh, well, you know, it was a, um, you know, it's an Eros Saarinen um, building. Yeah, uh, designed in the late fifties, but opened in the uh, early sixties. So it was the TWA terminal from the sixties until TWA was taken over by American Airlines in two thousand and one. Right, and it's basically like sat idle, sat idle um, since then. And uh, now they've turned it into this uh, very sting hotel, you know, with the reflection pool and whatnot on the roof that uh, you know looks over the runway, and you can sort of. You know, just uh, sort of, uh, you know, just stand there in the waiting pool and just uh, watch the planes take off. And uh, <laughs> but you know, it's all sort of high, high modernism, just yeah, beautiful, sumptuous interiors. You know, with uh, a couple of sort of sad-looking food vendors standing around, not serving anyone food because no one really goes there to eat. Um, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but the meta is going to be more about, uh, you know, capitalism and, uh, you know, the glorification, the nostalgia for, uh, 1960s capitalism, uh, cause we all know what happened, uh, in 1970s. Yeah. What happened? Tell us. Uh, well, there was the energy crisis, uh, you know, stagflation, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all these conflicts over distribution and, uh, crisis, real crisis of capitalism. Yeah. Um, Crazy. And so this is kind of, you know, sort of pre, it's sort of celebrated this whole building. And so the whole thing is like set up. It's a, it's a tribute to TWA, which is this airline that failed. Um, and it was, as I said, eventually bought out by American Airlines in 2001. But it really sort of is this, this object lesson in the, uh, in the perils of deregulation and, you know, the whole leverage buyout corporate radio thing from the 1980s. So it basically went through all these bankruptcies in the 80s and 90s. Um, it was bought out by Carl Icahn in the oh, late yeah. 80s. And so it was, you know, it was a chronically mismanaged airline, just a, you know, just a basket case. Yeah. So sort of they're celebrating, you know, TWA as this sort of um, marvel of the jet age or whatever. You know, it's like a sort of all this nostalgia for the jet age. But, yeah. you know, there's obviously all the stuff that happened afterwards that they sort of just – uh, just, just paper over. And actually, so they have all these exhibits. It's like a museum. Um, even though it's a working hotel and they have restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Um, they've got these exhibits about the history of TWA, which was, you know, Howard Hughes's airline and blah, 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 blah. You know, Spruce Goose and the, and what, whatever other, it's you know, the commercial carrier. I forget what their, what the plane was called. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's just interesting, uh, interesting to think about, and also it's also like Aero Saarinen was, you know, this basically the first, you know, uh, sellout. It was a big sellout as an architect. He just sort of designed these very sort of Instagrammable before Instagram um, structures. Yeah, and um, other architects sort of thought he was a bit of a bit of a clown, bit of a showboat, 
Yeah. And uh, so he's quite controversial in his time. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to write all about that and sort of yeah. run out to the hotel. And uh, well, Matt, uh, maybe we can uh, release it uh, on the Tippy Tappy uh, Twitter account when yeah. it comes out. Because um, that would be very, very on brand for Tippy Tappy to have a thing about sort of just a, you know, sort of musing, <laughs> digressive sort of essay about, you know, capitalism, design or whatever, yeah. whatever it is I'm going to write about. Uh, interesting, yeah. inter- interesting connection between Saren and, and uh, Sydney, for example. Yeah, he well, he he picked the uh, Sydney Opera House out of the out of the slush pile, or out of the reject pile, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So there yeah. is there he's is, the guy. and it, mostly, I mean, probably. Well, when was that? That was like the late fifties, right? Yeah, I think that was sort of fifty fifty seven. Wasn't that wasn't that one? Yeah. That, so that, he, would, I think he, I think at that point. Oh, actually, I can't remember exactly when he was drawing up the designs for this. He probably just just ripped off Utzon because it is very, it is sort of quite similar to the Opera House. It's the same sort of, it's a bit Utz. you know, sweeping curves and sort yeah. of futurist giggles that uh, that that the Opera House is all about. Um, so it's yeah, more, it's more supersonic. He's also a plagiarist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, he's a plagiarist. Anyway, um, from that but, connection, uh, mate, what about Kane Richardson? Kane Richardson. Yeah, from that from that connection, uh, you know, you go from the sweeping lines of the jet age to um, David Warner's beard or Kane Richardson's hair. <laughs> the sweeping lines of the TWA hotel to the stuttering, um, you know, whatever is of the uh, Australian uh, backup uh, pace bowling. Yeah, uh, well, let's so, talk. Let's talk yeah. about that. Uh, Australia Pakistan. Yeah. That was yeah. a game. I think you you predicted uh, Pakistan to to win, and when they yeah, well, I don't think they should have. They 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 absolutely when it was seven when it was seven for two sixty or whatever, and yeah. you know they had ample time. They had what seven overs left or something, six overs, whatever yeah. it was. They were they were cruising and they had you know two guys set, um, Wahab and what's his face, yeah, um, and you know it was it was very much tipping back in Pakistan's favour and they, you know, it was basically just that caught behind that um, we reviewed that Australia reviewed, and then it sort of Stark did his thing from there and it was all over. Yeah, well, it's once again Stark bailing out the Australian team. Yeah, well, is that is that? Would you say that's your uh, that's your your headline piece that's, of analysis out of the, the uh, out of the match? Uh, no, no. Let's let's start with the analysis. Uh, David Warner playing himself kind of back into form, but not really. Uh, and uh, Aaron Finch doing his doing his fatty Finch impersonation for. Um, a half century, but he sort of never looks particularly, never looked particularly kind of good. Just sort of slogging the occasional boundary or uh, maximum, as they like to call it, uh, on what was yeah. a ridiculously small ground. Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't it? It doesn't really sort of set you up for uh, World Cup success. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was it was more fluent. I mean, they both scored it close to a hundred. Strike rate, but yep. um, but yeah, I mean, three at that point, you know, when they both got out, 
um, we was you know thinking of you would have been thinking of three fifty four hundred or whatever, especially since as you say the the ground um, uh, at uh, Taunton's is is so is so small, but um, yeah, but then it's sort of all yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a bit of a curate's egg. I mean, the 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 tail you know didn't wag. I mean, apart from that Coulton Isle innings against the West Indies, the tail enders have been pretty appalling. I mean, we didn't even bat out the fifty overs, did we? No. So, no. Um, so you know, I don't know. It was yeah, it was good. I mean. It was, I guess it's good to see, you know, Warner. I mean, you want to sort of get a century talking about how he wasn't going to score a century again. And it was sort of more like the Warner of old, which I guess is probably reassuring as far as uh, Australia's prospects uh, of, of <laughs> going forward. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The David Warner of old, the cheat. Uh, I don't. I, his voice has come down a few octaves from when he did the uh, <laughs> press conference us because when he did the press conference today, he was just like talking quite normally about yeah. you know pacing things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like I. I'd like to apologise to my family <laughs> to the Australian cricket community. <laughs> and, uh, and and so that was all good, but I mean Smith came in, scratched around, did nothing. Maxwell sort of came in, and you know he's having a very disappointing World Cup, and he's hasn't really he's had a couple of starts, like twenty odd, like in this match, but yeah, hasn't done anything. Hasn't kicked. Yeah, on. Marsh looked sort of composed and elegant and and ineffective for his uh, twenty three. Same with Kawaja, um, and then you know and and Kerry same. So they all they all were twenty odd, but. Um, what did you make of um, of Kawaja batting at six? Well, that was it was strange. Like I didn't, I didn't. Was that so? Was that something that was decided on the fly, like a, a reshuffling of the batting order based on where the innings was when Warner and Finch got out? Yeah, it must have been right because they sent Maxwell in. Yeah, yeah. They, they pushed Max up the order. Yeah, um, and then and then Kawaja at six. I don't. Yeah, that, that that doesn't really make sense to me. No. I still think that what we said last time, you know, Finch and Kawaja opening and Warner at three seems to make more sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. You, know, you look at his, you look at his, you look at his, um, you look at his stats. I mean, let's let's just call up the stats, shall we? Because I mean, we did talk about this last time, and it's probably. Probably um, hasn't, hasn't changed, but... Um, probably worth spelling out a bit. I mean, his average in one day is Kawaja. We're talking about Kawaja here. Yeah. I mean, this is only out of, whatever, 30, 35 innings, but whatever, that's that's enough. His average when he opens is 53 and he scores at 86 strike rate. Mm-hmm. Um, his average at three is 22. <laughs> it just plummets <laughs> the lower down the order he goes. So... And then, yeah, and I mean, you know, the other the other two positions he's batted in four and six, um, he's only had one innings in, so there aren't, you know, as the as the statisticians would say, there aren't sufficient observations there for that <laughs> sample to be statistically significant. Okay? Yeah, but it's um, it's therefore ridiculous to have to to, to put Kawaja at at six where he's he's done it he's done it once in senior yeah. senior cricket. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, yeah, 
Well, but like yeah, like, like I say, that, that was just a decision. Well, but no, but they sent they sent Smith in, which is strange because I mean, sending Smith in at three is basically, you know, it's not like for like with Kawaja, but I mean, they they score at sort of similar. Right? They they're accumulators, I guess, in one day cricket, and they yeah. they anchor the innings. The, the whole point of those players is to anchor the innings and then have you know the Maxwells and the Warners sort of have the carries go go nuts around them. Um, yeah, so that, that that was a bit weird. Um, it's a bit weird. But um, anyway, so so yeah. three three hundred wasn't good. Um, three hundred didn't feel like it was good enough. When you know when the innings finished, it was like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I know the ball was zipping around a bit, and the Pakistani fielding was frankly uh, atrocious. But given the size mm. of the field uh, and and the start. Uh, and when you get the when you get those chances, you obviously expect to capitalise uh, to uh, to be bundled out for three hundred and six or whatever yeah. it was uh, inside the fifty overs was what well, was pretty disappointing, really. You reckon? You reckon for a score of three hundred and six, you can use the verb bundled? Yeah, you got to get you you get bundled you can, out. You, yeah, that's like that's a that's testament to how far one day cricket has come because three hundred and six in the 90s or whatever would have been like a world record score, but now we're saying they were bundled out for 306. Well, I mean bundled. I mean, obviously bundled, they they dropped their bundle when they were, what, one for 140 or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, so they dropped the bundle. They didn't get bundled. Well, they were were bundled out down in the back end. (laughs) They they were bundled as they dropped their bundle. It was a bit of back bundling going on. A bit of Martin Brundle. Brundle. Yeah, Brundle. Where's Brundle? He's probably sinking schnapps with Thierry Bootson. <laughs> yeah, Thierry Bootson. Thierry Bootson. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yep. So the other the other talking point uh, was the it was Mark uh, you know Stoinis being dropped. Well, not dropped, but uh, replaced because he's got a side strain. Uh, I'm, mm. not, I'm not sure which side uh, has has the strain, but. You wouldn't say that Australia, yeah. you know, uh, suffered. Not, 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 the side, not the side that's going to get any wickets because <laughs> he doesn't have one of those. <laughs> or, or runs. Uh, you wouldn't say that Australia missed him. No. and But, I mean, what, what, did, what have they done? They've flown in Mitch Marsh as the replacement. Yeah. I mean, because they, they're the rules, like, you and know. Anyone gets you injured. injured. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, so uh, he's not he's not missed at all. Like he's, as we said last time, his bowling and his batting have both been extremely ineffective. But I mean, surely the question you're asking yourself right now is, well, why don't you know Coulton Isle and Richardson just fake an injury so that we can bring in Hazelwood and Pattinson? Yeah, Pato. Pato is Pato injured or something? Like why? Why is it? I thought he was carving it up. In the uh, in the JLT Cup or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> just, sort of just absolutely destroying uh, top orders in you know Victorian grade cricket. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we could get could get Pato back. He's uh, he looks he's angry. What about James Faulkner? Uh, maybe they should bring him back. George Bailey, also also George Bailey. Uh, yeah, 
you know, one way or another, uh, Stoinis, Stoinis is finished. Uh, and not playing a specialist spinner um, was, was good, uh, particularly as Aaron Finch... Uh, took that wicket off that rank full toss. That was and the, oh yeah, the uh, look on his face. You know, he just sort of embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like ah, oh, yeah. Yep. But that's but that's but that's but that's sort of what we're relying on now. Is you know, oh Glenn Max. He, he before the match or after? No, it was before. He was like. Ah well, you know, Glenn Maxwell can bowl ten overs. I'm like, <laughs> is, this, is this what we're relying? I mean, we're going with four with four paces, and then you know, ten overs from Glenn Maxwell, and then Glenn Maxwell was so bad he ha- he had to bowl himself. Finch had to bowl himself. Yeah. I mean, so so not having a spinner was, was sort of interesting. I mean, Zampa obviously goes for a lot, but always seems to. You know, he's the classic Zampa dismissal is sort of go for for a six and a four, and then you know miss time another six attempted six, and then just get caught in the outfield. Yeah, caught caught in the deep. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 all of his dismissals. But gee, he brings a lot to the sheds. He's just pretty... oh, so charismatic, so funny on Insta. These, the hipster, the the hipster clothes that he was wearing in shortish is so funny. The headband. So funny. The strict, yeah. the strict vegan diet. Yeah, yeah. he's very. Um, he's got a lot in common with um, Peter Siddle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of vegans going on these days. Anyway, so yeah, so dropping Zampa was interesting. I mean, what what did you uh, what did you make of uh, your know, Coulter Nile and uh, Ken Richardson? Uh, well, Coulter Nile just. You know, as he did on the last occasion, just sort of bustles his way in and looks pretty uh, ineffective. Um, yeah, you know, has he's got the hair? He, he actually, I, I, I was trying to think of who he reminded me of, and uh, it really, he really is like a, a latter day Brendan Julian. Um, he, you think he's he's that good looking? <laughs> well, no, but he's he's kind of like that sort of player. So he's like pretty, yeah. he's pretty good with the ball. He's kind of pretty good with the bat. He's just like an improved version. Um, you know, he, as I say, he, he bustles his way in and might mm. might get one one wicket. I think he now has two wickets yeah. for the entire tournament. Um, yeah, and then that's and that's kind of that. Whereas uh, Kane Richardson, being the yeah. tall, lanky fellow that uh, that he is. Did actually look pretty good. I mean, he was getting some some sharp movement off the pitch. Uh, yeah. The, the dismissal of uh, the captain uh, Safraz, whatever his name is, was uh, was was a very good delivery. Um, up so all the uh, up all the Pakistani players' names. That's good to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Richardson was he was pre- pretty good, but they're still, uh, you know, a a shade or two behind uh, Stark and Cummins. I mean, it's really carried by uh, Stark and Cummins. Oh yeah, no, you 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 when when we're nowhere without them, which is you know as things should be because there are two, you know, strike bowls or whatever. But I mean, but Stark just looked. I mean, when Stark doesn't get any get any movement, he sort of, yeah, you know, he he sort of suffers a bit. Like yeah. he, he does need conditions to be in his favour. He does need to to swing the ball 
I mean, he can always sort of blast out. He's very good at even when he's not swinging the ball at blasting out the tail end, which yeah. is what which is what he did here. But um, yeah, I just I just yeah I don't know like uh, sort of relying on those two guys to basically do everything and then sort of the occasional opportunistic you know fluke dismissal off a crap ball from Finch and then you know Maxwell sort of going for seven and over. Yeah. Um, eight, eight, eight and over. Um, Coulton Isle doing something similar. You know, I mean, Kane, Kane Richardson was actually more effective than Coulton Isle, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he was. Um, the upshot but, of all of um, this is that you're not, you know, you wouldn't feel comfortable that, that Australia is going to win this. I mean, once they come up against uh, one of the the uh, you know the uh, once they come up against India, England, and although I, w- I will be interested to see how they go against New Zealand, naturally, um, mm, mm. you know they just they just don't seem to have enough uh, quality uh, across the park, as it were. Yeah, and I mean you know would you would you drop uh, Coulton Isle for Richardson when Zampa comes back in? Would you play Lion even? Uh, I mean you would. In in an ideal world, if all the batsmen were firing, you would. Yeah, because you'd drop you'd drop Fulton Isle. Yeah, you cool. drop Fulton Isle for Richardson and bring in and bring Zampa back in. Yeah, and just expect. Yeah, I mean the pro- problem is Richardson's like it's absurd to be thinking about yeah selecting a bowler because of his batting and frankly Fulton Isle hasn't done anything apart from his you know. Um, knock against the West Indies. But yeah. he's definitely a better batsman than Kane Richardson. I mean, Kane Richardson is a, is a num- proper number 11. He's a bunny. It's an authentic, authentic bunny. Yeah, well, that's good. That's what that's what you want to see. And I I don't know why they don't just try opening with Kawaja and putting Warner in at three. I mean, no one talks about what Warner's like at three. It's not as though he can't go in at three. Langer used to bat at three. I mean, he wasn't always an opener. So why 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 can't he mm. why can't he just have that um, have that conversation with um, uh, with uh, David Warner? That's what I want to know. I'm going to send uh, JL an email now. <laughs> you get some uh, some sort of meaningless management speak back as a reply. I don't think so because I've only got his. Um, I've only got his uh, Outlook address. I don't. I don't have like a yeah. like an official Cricket Australia. You think address. he? Or you think he has diff- different personas based on whether he's replying from his Cricket Australia email address versus his personal friends and family only Outlook address. <laughs> yeah. So I, well, he's he, authentic JL from yeah. his Outlook address. Yeah, I, I mean, he did say that he doesn't he doesn't check the Outlook address very often. Yeah. So. Well, that's a guarantee of authenticity, right there. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Uh huh. Um, yes, my. I mean, I like I like the idea of having more bunnies in the side because I mean the batsmen have to understand that they need to they need to get the job done. Yeah. They can't rely on the lower order to get the to get the runs. Yeah, they got to do better. Um, so you know Richardson, Hazelwood, Richardson and Hazelwood both batting bunnies together in there. Yeah, Coulton Isles should fake an injury. Um, Side strain. 
side, yep, side strain. Front side strain. Mitch Marsh. I mean, the no, the prospect of Mitch Marsh coming in oh, is God. not. I mean, you can't get rid of the Marsh. We got <laughs> Marsh back in for this thing, and he scored a very composed 23, which is what he's done his whole career. Yeah. And, uh, Scratch and around. Then as well. It was basically we're condemning ourselves to the Marsh brothers again. How long are we going to hang oh, on yeah. to the Marsh Brothers? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just... I mean, sure, sure, Marsh is about 36 by now, isn't he? Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll get a run in the ashes. Through. Yeah, no, of course they will. He, he, you know, he'll have a sort of Chris Rogers, you know, Indian summer kind of thing. Yeah, Adam, um, Adam yeah. Voges. <laughs> Voges, <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> Colin Funky Miller. Yep. Bryce yep. McGain. Yeah, Bryce McGain. Wasn't Bryce McGain was in his 50s by the time he played for Australia? Yeah. He's just waiting, waiting, in the wings, waiting in the wings. Yeah, you got to play the long game. Cricket's about patience. Uh, Matt, uh, what about uh, Pakistan? I mean, they were uh, pretty good. No, they were good. Uh, Amir was very good. Uh, Wahab, yeah. Wahab, also good. <laughs> yeah. They were all good. It's just their their, their fielding was was rubbish. Um, yeah. And the uh, the opener, uh, Al Huck, the guy, you know, the uh, Pakistani Dan Vittori, uh was also yeah. very good. And he was set, and he shouldn't have gotten out to that stupid shot. Um, but yeah. if he yeah. had, if if he had stuck around, Matt, um, put it this way. I think we would be having a slightly different conversation about the result. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the danger now is that, you know, we're going to go off and play two teams that we should beat. I mean, we've got um, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh next, right? Yes. Do we? Yes. Um, you know, and then, yeah, so if we, we win those, we'll sort of... Um, you know, the shortcomings that have been exposed by these last two matches will sort of be forgotten or not addressed. Yep. And we'll get to the semis. I mean, it does. It does feel like the the to, the the top four as it is now, with um, obviously India um, two matches in hand on us, and uh, England with one. Um. But I mean, no, no one can get into that top. I mean, even if the West Indies win, they can't uh, leapfrog Australia into fourth at this stage. No, not with the run um, rate. Yeah, but I, I, th- I think they're only going to be on five or something because their last match was washed out or whatever it was. Oh, no, um, yeah, that's right. And so, you know, uh, so it does feel like that, that, that's sort of seeming quite set for the semifinals. Yeah, you know, England, England, India, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I mean, and so you know we'll we'll get to the semi-finals and then get thrashed. But I mean, so what? We don't we don't deserve to, Australia doesn't deserve to win the World Cup because we've been rubbish at one day as for the last four years, essentially since the last World Cup. We just haven't bothered with them really. Yeah, they've just kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, yeah, but yeah. So that's uh, that's that. What a what a disappointment. Um, I do want to mention. Nah, 
I, I, I just I do I do want to mention one thing uh, on mm. uh, social media and Steve yeah, Smith yeah. posted something on Instagram two days ago which is him standing under an umbrella under a tree in Bristol uh, wearing like ridiculously skinny black jeans and a black t-shirt and these sort of real chavvy white sand shoes. And he's holding the yeah. umbrella, sort of posing, so you know, smiling awkwardly. And uh, and the uh, the text on the with the photo is um, attempting to get out and about in Bristol, but not having much luck with the weather! Exclamation mark. Yeah. But at least <laughs> I can. Uh, but at least I can share this experience with family, friends, and fans back home with Vodafone <laughs> five dollar <laughs> roaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was good. It's like the worst paid uh, bit of well, it's like it's like the worst sponsored content I I think I've ever seen. It's just such a dumb yeah. photo. It really suits Steve Smith. Yeah, and I think you know sponsored content is is maybe he should just make the move into that full time. I mean, he's he's more a sort of he's. Probably more effective as an Instagram influencer these days than as a uh, <laughs> as a as a basement. <laughs> yes. um, now, would you call it? Would you call him a creative or a, a creator or an influencer? I saw a very sort of boring debate on Twitter the other day about whether um, Instagram or it's like Instagram people called influencers, people who are popular on YouTube are called creators, uh-huh. and there's apparently some very important distinction between the two and if you call someone on youtube an influencer they you know fly into a rage and uh and dox you they might yeah. dox you yeah. um but uh yeah no that was that was that was good work from steve smith uh good to see he's got his priorities straight which is uh spruiking vodafone roaming services during the world cup yeah yeah um but uh yeah no good good for him hope he Finally got through to his family or whatever. Or his friend. friend. <laughs> I mean, Virat Kohli might want to reconsider, you know, telling the crowd not to boo Steve Smith after that. Yeah. 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 You know, thanks. It's good, thanks. The, way, good the way – it's great the way Kohli said, you know, don't boo Steve Smith, but had nothing to say about booing David Warner. No, that's a real – it's a flashpoint between Australia-India relations. Um, <laughs> what is uh, what is a bridge between Australia-India relations is uh, on the Channel 9 or the 9 Gem coverage, uh, they're running a lot of yeah. ads directly from India. So uh, oh, yeah, se- seen a lot of ads for uh, MRF tyres, you know, India's number one tyre. Uh, yeah. Just put a people standing around awkwardly looking... But yet, trying to trying to look cool. It's a real, it's a real uh, cultural insight. Just watching the uh, advertisements. Yeah. yeah, it's good that you've gained that knowledge. You can, you can put that to use the next time you're talking um, to an actual Indian, or just the next time I need to buy some tires. <laughs> Great note to end on, Timsey. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so your predictions for uh, Australia, Sri Lanka. Oh, we're still going. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think I think we'll win. We'll win pretty comfortably. I mean, Sri Lanka haven't looked very good, and uh, Bangladesh, you know, 
obviously they're good. They're good. They're, they're rising, good. rising force. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think we'll win both of those matches. Yeah, I think I think we will too. Well, time mm. will tell. So, on that note, it's probably time for yeah. us to um, go and talk to some Indians. <laughs> okay. See you, mate. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Bye.